So the Forum on the Family is fast coming up. It's at the end of June, 29th and 30th. And uh, in today's McBlog, I want to give you two more very good reasons why you should be attending this conference. Let's check it out. So the Forum on the Family is 29th and 30th of June. It's in Auckland. Big crowd. We're at the last, uh, last year's Forum, and we've had some great speakers over the past uh, and this year is no different. And we've already uh, found out, I've already um, shown you some footage of Lila Rose. Now she's going to be attending via satellite uh, because she's got a one and three year olds, but she is going to be speaking to us direct. Lila Rose from Live Action is going to be talking about being involved in the pro-life movement. We've also got Walt Hire, detransitioner, who's going to be uh, with us and talking about the transgender trend and uh, Dr. Kevin Sabet from Smart Approaches to Marijuana. Uh, he lives in Canada, but does a lot of work in the United States, and he will be with us as well. But two more reasons. On the Thursday night, the 29th of June, we have the Deputy uh, Prime Minister, the ex-Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, John Anderson, who uh, is a real cultural commentator in the social conservative area, uh, and I had the chance to catch up with him, and here's a bit of a, my discussion with him about what he's going to talk about at the forum. John, good to see you again. In fact, I think the first time I caught up with you, it was the World Congress of Families in Sydney in, uh, what was it, 2012, 2013. Uh, I was the moderator, you were on the panel, and there was a bit of trans-Tasman rivalry going on, which the audience found very amusing. But Yeah. Uh, were they laughing with us or at us, Bob? <laughs> Probably both. Uh, but look, we're stoked that you're coming to the Forum on the Family at the end of June, uh, and you are our special guest speaker for the gala dinner the night before, where we celebrate our Independence Day. It's our Independence Day from the charities register because we've been deregistered, because we've been cancelled by the government because we hold such radical views. Um, and that's actually what you're coming to talk about, about the uh, cancel culture. Can you just give us a little bit more info and um, basically tease people about why they need to come and hear you speak? Well, I believe that we've reached a point where we're literally putting our own future on the line. Our culture's developed to a point, particularly for our young people, where the prospect of being cancelled where the price you pay for daring to differ, for believing in the contestability of ideas, for thinking that traditional values might matter, is so high that we now see record levels of trauma, of anxiety, of depression, of self-harm amongst our young people. At the same time, as we know from the research, they're very despondent about what their lives will look like. We can do better than this, just as our parents did better for us, it's time we woke up and stopped sacrificing our future generations on the altar of political correctness. And I know you're just about to uh, fly out uh, overseas to get some more great interviews because your podcasts and your um, and that are also on YouTube, I mean, they're getting incredible uh, watches as you uh, do these uh, interviews and, and basically come from a social conservative angle. Are you surprised by the response or do you think that uh, more of us need to be in this space? Well, I think the thing that's been rewarding for me, been a, a great sort of joy is to discover that there is an appetite for clear thinking, even if it's thinking you don't always agree with, 
And uh, we're able to provide a good conduit for people to hear some of the world's best thinkers without me trying to play games of entrapment or ensnaring or constantly interrupting, which is what the mainstream media tends to do. They push their own view. If you dare to contradict it, you'll cut across things. People can't hear what our best thinkers really think. And we've found there's a great appetite for it. And that's been tremendously personally uh, pleasing, I have to say. Well, we're looking forward to it. You are our special guest for, for the uh, gala dinner where uh, we're just going to let you cut loose. Uh, and then uh, on the following day at the actual conference, the people will get sort of a shorter version. So there's some impetus for them to come to the gala dinner. But uh, John, safe travels. And we look forward to seeing you here in New Zealand at the end of June. It'll be terrific to be with you. Yeah, so we're really looking forward to having John Anderson in the country and talking to us, a special uh, guest speaker at the gala dinner on the Thursday night, 29th of June, uh, but then also he'll make some comments at the full conference on the 30th, Friday the 30th. Uh, also speaking to us, and uh, once again, this is going to be via Zoom because she is due to have a baby, I think it's a week or two just before uh, the forum, is Deb Ackerson. Now, you may not have heard of her, but she is one of Australia's best weightlifters. But she is going to be speaking on fairness in sports, especially around the area of biological men competing against women under some of the sporting transgender policies. Uh, and once again, I had the chance to catch up with Deb recently. Joining me is Deb Ackerson, who is from Australia. Some of you may have seen her before because she was in the Commonwealth Games just last year. Deb, can you just tell us what you competed in? Yeah, so my sport is Olympic weightlifting. And uh, not just the Commonwealth Games last year, you've competed in quite a few things, Olympics as well, eh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I competed at two Olympic Games um, in 2004 in Athens and 2008 in Beijing. And yeah, had the, had the great opportunity of uh, competing at five Commonwealth Games. So uh, my first Commonwealth Games, I actually competed in the first ever women's weightlifting team that was allowed to compete um, at the Commonwealth Games in 2002. So uh, women had waited 52 years to compete in weightlifting at the Commonwealth Games. So it was great to be part of that historical team. Um, and then, as mentioned, uh, my last Commonwealth Games, I competed against the biological male in my category. Oh, okay. And I think most New Zealanders will know who that was. It was a Kiwi, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I remember about a year or two before, um, we were sort of waiting to hear whether that would be allowed and whether the rules would accept um, that athlete competing. And um, yeah, by the by, a year out, um, this yeah, the athlete from New Zealand had competed at a trial event and was was to be coming um, to compete as a biological male in the women's um, category at the 2018 Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. Okay, and as a result of this, uh, of that occurrence last year, you've actually been speaking out on this issue. Uh, and what, what's your message? What's the message you're going to bring to uh, the delegates at the Forum on the Family? Yeah, well, I mean, interestingly, you know, I'd started speaking on the topic as soon as I knew it was actually potentially, sorry, potentially going to be a reality. Um, so I was on the National Weightlifting Board, um, you know, where we realised this this might actually happen. Um, and so, you know, I was obviously giving my opinion as an elite athlete. Um, but now it's sort of obviously a more, a more um, you know, a highly publicised topic now. Um, so, yeah, I've been speaking on it for over five years um, but, yeah, now it's something that I'm called, called on a little bit more regularly to talk about. Um, basically, I want to give my experience of being an elite female athlete in a male, predominantly male-dominated sport back, sport back when I started. 
Um, and what I've had to do to, you know, as a female and the way that I've had to um, change my training and be accommodated, I guess, for, for being a female and how that's affected my training leading up to the, you know, to being, you know, one of the top Australian female weightlifters. And I guess just looking at the biological differences and how inherently unfair it is to have to compete against a male. Um, so, so I think just having my experience and being able to just speak on that, um, it has been really interesting, I think, for people to listen to. Um, and just also, yeah, how it's going to affect, I guess, future generations. I've got three daughters who obviously are going to be all elite athletes one day. So um, I just want to make sure it's really fair for a next generation. Okay. And um, look, I mean, we would have loved to have had you in New Zealand, but we're going to do it via satellite, uh, via Zoom on the day because, um, yeah, biology says that only women can get pregnant and you are expecting your fourth child. And and uh, unfortunately, um, it just wouldn't be fair for us to expect you to come over. I think it, the baby's due, what, two weeks before the conference, isn't it? Or just after? Days before the conference, actually. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a very good excuse, but we will still get to hear you and interact with you in the Q&A. So really looking forward to it, Deb, uh, and all the best. Great, thank you. So as you can see, I've given you some great reasons to attend the forum. Walt Heyer, uh, Dr. Kevin Sabet, we've also got Lila Rose, and now John Anderson, uh, ex-Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, and Deb Ackerson, and there's also John Steenoff, who's involved in a legal company in Australia that defends... Uh, people on religious freedom cases. And we've got a couple of uh, special guest interviews as well. You don't want to miss it. Forumonthefamily.nz. It's in Auckland, June 29th and 30th. Go to forumonthefamily.nz and find out all the information you need. We want to see you there. You will really enjoy it. It's going to be a big crowd. It was a sellout last year. So don't delay. Register today. Forumonthefamily.nz. Thank you.